0: I'm Andrew Schweitzer and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Boxing made its long-awaited return to network television this past Saturday with Premier Boxing Championship on NBC. Now, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll have seen that I was live tweeting throughout most of the broadcast, but for those of you who aren't following us on Twitter, and shame on you by the way, uh, those of you who are not following us on Twitter, you're about to hear my thoughts on the broadcast and even if you know how I feel, just stick around anyway because you know that you love the sound of my voice. Well, no, for, first of all, let's go, before we even get to that, let's go back to the previous Friday when the weigh-in was taking place for this broadcast and Adrian Broner came in at 141 pounds the fight was set for 140 but he comes in at 141 now if you watch the way and you could tell that something was up with broner he wasn't flashing any smiles wasn't flexing showing off playing to the crowd taunting them in any way he just hopped on the scale and kind of looked up and they read off the weight it it was like he had just crapped his pants and he was really hoping that nobody would notice but you could tell that something was obviously bothering him uh However, you know, as this was going on, it was revealed that because it's a non-title fight, he was allowed to be at least one pound over the limit, and that is in the contracts. Now, after the weigh-in, Sugar Ray Leonard, who uh, was doing commentary for the fights on Saturday, uh, he took over the NBC Sports Twitter account, and I asked him his thoughts on Broner not making weight. And because he recognizes the influence that we have in this sport— not really. Uh, Sugar, Sugar Ray Leonard uh, took uh, he replied to my question and he said, quote, "uncalled for, but the contract does say 140 plus one. But you could tell that Ray's holding back his disappointment. Leonard was a star as soon as his career started immediately after the Olympics. Hell, It probably started during the Olympics. And as far as I know, title fight or not, he always made w- he always made weight. Never looked to be out of shape. In between fights, you never saw him, you know, gouging on burgers and nachos like we saw with Broner. And the dude's been retired since 1997. That's almost 20 years, and there's barely any fat on this guy. So there's no reason why Adrian Broner, a guy who is in his early 20s, there's no reason why he can't maintain shape. Or maintain his weight in between fights. Why he can't discipline himself just a little bit. As far as I'm concerned, anyway. Now, as for the fight itself. Okay, you've got Adrian Broner against Molina. Holy crap, was this boring! It was boring! Don't, don't be like, Andrew, aren't you overreacting a little bit? Isn't this a bit extreme? No! Boring! Okay, that, that last part might have been a bit extreme, but come on. John Molina, you know what, I'll get to him later. But the fight itself was just boring. Molina landed only one punch in the first round. I only gave him the third round. My parents, believe it or not, who are not big fans of the sport, I I think they only like Manny Pacquiao and that's it. Um, <laughs> They were sending me text messages saying, this fight's boring. And, you know, they were almost falling asleep, but that's because they're old people. Um, no, uh, I, I think afterwards, Molina, you know, after 12 rounds, Molina landed only 52 punches. And Adrian Broner, he didn't do anything to close the show. Ray Leonard was bringing that up, like, you've got to close the show. And I don't know why, but Ray, throughout the fight, was continually impressed with Molina's ability to, quote, hold his own against Broner and I have no idea what he meant by that because he kept trying to land a big punch and it would always miss big and I just I you know if I were doing commentary I would have said well he's holding his own ray but that doesn't win the fight in any way so you know a for effort you might as well say but no I'd give him a like a d minus for effort because his effort sucked Oh, and then afterwards, I I couldn't get the audio sound bites for this, but he was complaining that, oh, Adrian Broner didn't keep his word and he didn't slug with me. He didn't go toe to toe with me. Listen to me. If you're a fighter out there and, you know, you want to fight with somebody and you you ask them, are you going to go toe to toe with me? And if they say yes, they're lying to you. And if you believe them, you're an idiot. Sorry, that, that, that might sound cruel, and that might sound like I don't have respect for boxers, but I'd have more respect for boxers if you put in a better effort. Or I might have more respect for the boxer if they put in a better effort. John Molina did not put in a great effort at all. Hell, the, the re-announcer, he tried to give them some cheers somehow, but Las Vegas wasn't having it. Listen to this. Las Vegas, how about a big round of applause for these two valiant warriors? And that kind of speaks for itself. Uh, So afterwards, they interview Molina. He gives his usual spiel. He wouldn't trade with me. Boo-hoo-hoo. I was kind of upset because Joe Goosen's in his corner, and I thought, okay, Joe, remember when Diego Corrales got knocked down for the second time, and... You were putting his mouthpiece back in and you told him you gotta effing get inside on him now? Couldn't you do something like that with Melina or kind of slap him across the face? Give him, you know, some whiplash treatment? I don't know, maybe... Well, why not? I mean, it might incite Melina to fight back. And afterwards, they, uh, they talked to Adrian Broner and here's what he had to say. Um, first of all, I gotta thank God. You know, um... The environment I'm in today, as you can hear, you know, like always, a lot of them not on my side, but at the end of the day. Why are these people booing when he thanks God? This is not me uh, getting on some sort of religious platform and saying, oh, you shouldn't do that, that's blasphemous, and now you're all going to hell. I-, I thought we were in hell while watching Melina versus Broner, but I just thought, you know, God didn't make him put in the bad performance i mean come on unless they're all atheists who knows the last time i fought for the crowd i took my first loss so no disrespect to everybody that came to see me fight today i had to do what i had to do to get my victory today oh come on adrian are you saying that because you that is no that is the dumbest reason for saying that's why i lost to my donna no, 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 come on. You didn't take him as that seriously as an opponent. Also, you know, Maidana was just better that night. A lot of people didn't think he had what he would have in his arsenal. Come on. It, it wasn't... Uh, We've heard all this before. Floyd Mayweather has gone on record saying that Adrian Broner told him, don't worry, big bro, I got this. It wasn't, don't worry, big bro, I'm going to fight to entertain the crowd. It was, don't worry, big bro, I got this. Meaning that you didn't take him seriously. And Mayweather tried to warn him, but you know what? That's all been said and no, Let's get back to what he was saying. Since that Madonna loss, you have Wait, 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 stop. Stop the audio. Stop it adrian broner lost to madonna wow i i know that her career is kind of stalled but i never knew that madonna would resort to posing as a male Ar- Ar- argentinian boxer to uh make money okay that jokes ran its course kenny rice does not know how to say Madonna's surname moving on since that madonna loss you have emphasized making a statement here in 140 what statement did you make tonight defeating molina even a vicious guy like Molina. As you can see, I stood right, in, right inside of his face. I, I didn't I didn't go nowhere. I jabbed, I took every shot he threw. Well, no, you took every shot that he landed. If you took every shot that he threw, then he would have landed every shot that he threw instead of just a pitiful 52. What's next? Um, you know, this is my first time on NBC so i gotta give it to y'all like i said before anybody can get it africans mexicans all right thank you ab let's go back to marv and you can hear the reaction that he causes many times in an arena marv can i ask what's so bad and why people get so upset when he does that routine this is i don't know maybe this is me being my white ignorant self but um (laughs) As I sit here in uh, my basement apartment, I am kind of wondering, why do they get so upset? Is it because he rhymes can with can? I mean, he did the same thing for Amir Khan, as I'll discuss later on. He says, uh, like, even Pakistan can get it. So why are you getting so upset over just three letters in the name of a nationality? Mexican. Mexican. African American. Uh, let's see if we can think of some more. Puerto Rican, Republican. Oh, I, I pissed a lot of people off just with that word. Um, <laughs> octogenarian. No, that doesn't. Um, that doesn't work very well. But either way, am I missing something? Really. <laughs> uh, either way, Adrian Broner. Uh, once again. Exciting more people with his comments before and after the fight than the actual fight itself. Unless he was losing. Now let's uh, move on to the main event for that NBC broadcast. And that was the undefeated Keith. One time Thurman taking on veteran Robert the Ghost Guerrero. You could tell after the first round that they had shown more excitement than Broner and Molina had during the past 12. No, uh, it was a great start. Great, uh... Great action from Keith Thurman. He really surprised me. Uh, I was a bit worried, though, when that knot appeared on his head, and I wasn't sure where it came from, but the replay showed that it was an accidental clash of heads. Uh, I was surprised that Guerrero was not uh, moving to to his right a bit more, throwing the jab and trying to connect with that, make that thing blow up even more uh hasim Rotman was not impressed with it though i mean his is the king of kings when it comes to uh, hematomas but um no in the ninth round uh, thurman was able to let his hands go he it, it was a one-sided fight but you could tell that guerrero was not going to take the john molina route and just expect uh thurman to trade he we third or i'm sorry guerrero was landing his own shots but they weren't bothering thurman the way thurman's were ba- uh, bothering guerrero you could tell that he uh was aware of thurman's power and in the ninth round uh thurman it looked like he landed an uppercut that dropped <clears throat> pardon me that dropped robert guerrero and for a while i thought guerrero's not gonna get up he 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 kind of looked like uh he just wanted to stop right then and there but uh he did stand up. I thought that uh, he was going to get stopped uh, near the end of the round because Thurman was nailing him with right hands. Uh, it seemed that Guerrero wasn't sure which way to move, and he was he was more favoring uh, his own left, which led him into uh, Thurman's right hand. And uh, I just kept thinking, why aren't you moving to the left? Just move, move. And luckily, he was saved by the bell. Uh, the 10th round was the best round of the fight because even though, again, it was a Thurman round, Guerrero was still giving it his all. And, I mean, yeah, he lost the fight. Robert Guerrero lost the fight. You know, most judges gave him just a round. But still, you know, he won a lot of respect. Uh, what's next for Keith Thurman? I'm not too sure, to be honest. That I, I leave that up to Al Heyman and his managers. Um maybe another uh fight at welterweight obviously maybe see him go up against adrian broner but i think broner is going to stay at 140 my hope is that whoever he does fight it's as exciting a fight as this fight with robert guerrero was uh i uh, unfortunately i couldn't see the end of the fight because i had to leave go to work but um I watched it uh, a few days later. I I found it on YouTube, watched the whole broadcast. My overall thoughts on PBC, on NBC, good start. I, uh, there are some things I don't like. The, uh, I wish that the fighters could have their own entrance music instead of, uh, using whatever Hans Zimmer score they like to use. It just makes all the entrances look the same. It doesn't make anything feel special about them. What I do kind of like is that there are no big entourages and yes men constantly surrounding the fighter in the ring for no reason other than to make him feel like, you know, they're in his corner when they can't really do anything to help him. Um, wasn't that impressed with Marv Albert on the play by play? Ray Leonard. Ray Leonard. Ray Leonard's a good commentary man. I think he's just been out of it for a while, so he's still trying to get back into his groove. Uh, whoever operates that 360 cam uh, should probably have figured out how to work it before the broadcast came on because they the first time they showed it was just for about three and a half seconds, and it was just going so slowly. It was like the the director thought, okay, just, just cut to something else because this is already taking too long. Um, but I cannot wait for, uh, April 11th. That's a month from today. It's going to be back on NBC. There is another, uh, car that's going to be on Spike TV, but unfortunately I don't get Spike, so not that excited for it. But April 11th, that's a good day. I'll have that night off of work, so I'll be able to watch the whole thing. Unless I get called in, in which case I have to hide from my bosses again. But overall, I I think it was a good first start and uh, viewers apparently agreed because, uh, I think the ratings peaked at 4.2 million. That's for a Saturday night. So, uh, you know, good job, and hopefully it can keep up for years and years to come. Okay, now moving on to other news, and it seems that it's about Adrian Broner once again. Does he already have an idea about who he wants to fight next? Well, he doesn't have any objections to Amir Khan. Broner posted on his Instagram account, quote, No disrespect to Virgil Hunter. He is a great coach, and I got endless love for him. But me and Amir Khan can fight at the end of this month. I haven't taken any punishment. I'm back in the gym and ready to make a fool out of anybody. And Broner uh, posted a picture of uh, him and Khan standing next to each other like a poster. And the caption reads for that, uh for that picture anybody can get it mexican african pakistan there he said it start being faux outraged over something um well it's a good fight amir khan has got absolutely nothing going on because floyd mayweather is facing manny pacquiao and not him why not my donna or Madonna, whichever of the two, they got their fight. <laughs> no, Madonna got his fight with Adrian Bron- or with Floyd Mayweather because he beat Adrian Broner and absolutely humiliated him. So uh, if Khan can't get a fight with Mayweather doing that to Devin Alexander because he won every round, he should try doing it against Adrian Broner. And if that doesn't get him a Mayweather fight, at least he can say, I beat Adrian Broner. You got to love me for that. Oh, uh, no, I think it's a good fight. Uh, there has not been any response from Amir Khan yet other than a small Twitter post saying, quote, would love to fight Adrian Broner next. Khan versus Broner. Let's make it happen. So both fighters want it. What's stopping the uh, the managers and all the people behind the scenes from making it happen? They both fight under the Golden Boy banner, so it shouldn't be that hard make it for something in june or july come on it's not really rocket science is it and this saturday we have got the big light heavyweight championship fight between sergey kovalev and the challenger jean pascal this uh this is going to be a really exciting fight The fact the fact that it takes place in Montreal, which is a great fight city, they love the big fights, they love knockouts. Uh, Pascal has a great following there. It's going to be an exciting night, and uh, you know what? I'm I'm not going to bore you with a lot of details. I think Sergey Kovalev is going to win. I think that he's uh, just got uh, too much going for him. We've, sh- we've seen, rather, that uh, he can go 12 rounds if that's the way it's going to go. We've seen that he can hurt just about anybody he gets in the ring with. That includes Bernard Hopkins. Jean Pascal, I think he's going to be a very game opponent. I think he might give pa- or Kovalev a bit of trouble with his speed, but I think eventually Kovalev will be able to figure him out and probably stop him in the ninth round. That's just the way I see it. And that's also the way Adonis Stevenson says it, or sees it, hmm. No, uh, that's the way Adonis Stevenson sees it as well. I asked him uh, if he was going to be ringside for the fight, and he said that he will. And I asked him who he thought was going to win the fight, and he flat out told me Kovlev is going to whip Pascal's ass. He didn't say which round, but, you know, if somebody says he's going to whip that ass, it's not going to be a close, unanimous decision victory. No, it's kind of like no competition, short night. Now, what happens after that? Are we going to see a fight with Kovalev and Stevenson? I would really hope so. Stevenson, he does hold the lineal title. He is the, the legitimate 175-pound champion, but... Um, kovalev is really emerging as a people's champ he wants to fight anybody he doesn't care where it is it could be in atlantic city it could be in montreal it could be wherever he wants to fight he doesn't care where he fights so long as he gets to fight and um i really hope that the fight can be made it would be huge for montreal it would be huge for boxing that is if the fight gets made in montreal i for one hope so but yeah, that's the way I see it. I think Sergei Kovalev will stop Jean Pascal in the ninth round. And uh, I will be back next week to tell you whether I'm right or whether I might be talking about a Adonis Stevenson versus Jean Pascal fight. You never know in boxing. You never know. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash for free. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stiverne, Millerad Zizek, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to YouTube.com slash for free and like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash for free page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time.